We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2023 Waste Management Phoenix Open Picks Bets Preview One and Done. This may as well be the winter major, and if we can call this a winter major and call like the players partially a major, six straight months of majors. This is the first gigantic event. This is the official kickoff, or unofficial really, because the official one was back in like October or something, to the PGA season. So welcome to all of you stepping in for the first time to figure out who you want to bet in as the lead-in to the Super Bowl, because this is just Super Bowl pre-programming at this point for the Waste Management Open, one of the best tournaments every single year. So smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network if you have never done that before, rate and review and download it, download, download, and sub the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast as well. That would really help us out. Jeff Feinberg, Pebble Beach has not yet concluded. We said, fuck it, who cares? No, no one cares about Pebble Beach unless you're sweating. Shout out to Cust. Cust has his one and done, two strokes ahead. So maybe this will be the first time in five, four years that he gets a winner. So we're rooting for Cust over here. Kenny and Bearoff have Peter Malnati. There's other chasers that are going on. So you know, that's something you can like follow on your app. This is the real, this is the main course right now for Phoenix. Everyone's here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
like you said, winter major. We used to feel like we got like a FOSS fall major, like that WGC over in China. But this is this actually feels like a winter major. Uh, we should give Brooks Kepka an exemption into this field, and it would be even better. But I'm super fired up. Pebble Beach hasn't even teed off yet. It'll be good afternoon fodder. Credit to Cust. Uh, a lot of us, uh, Rose was really popular last week. Maybe should have seen it, seen it coming. Good for, good for him. Hopefully they're not interviewing his mom as coverage starts uh, today. But yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, w- winter major. I was fired up. I was looking at DraftKings. Had great numbers up on the weekend. Pat was getting my beak wet early. Got my beak wet again. Oh man, I am. I am fired up. I don't know whether it actually feels bigger because it is bigger, whether it feels bigger because it's the Super Bowl. But I just remember, uh, and sure, we reference our starting point a lot. But when we used to do this event, it was essentially Hideki, Ricky, like the popular young guns. And I don't know, Webb Simpson, like what good vets, Bubba. This was a big Bubba and Phil place also, but it was never like this. And that ladder's been ticking the last few years, and this is out of this world. Out of this world, what we could be in for this week. $20 million dues to the field. $3.6 million to first place. So I can see why this has now been made an elevated event. It's funny that it's kind of wiped Pebble Beach and even Farmers to an extent. Like, Farmers felt fun. It felt good. We love Torrey Pines. It's a fun event. It finishes the day before the championship games in the NFL, so you can get that out of your system, so you can concentrate on probably the biggest, second biggest weekend on the NFL calendar. And that feels like sort of the first, like, I don't know how to describe it, really. Because Pebble Beach is so bad that people were withdrawing from Pebble (laughs) Beach so they wouldn't miss the qualifier for this tournament. That's how bad Pebble Beach has gotten. Yeah, some of those guys were surely going to miss the cut. Some of those guys were making, uh, had decisions to make. That is certainly unfortunate. Not to go to complete left field, but, you know, if Liv had their shit together, they'd have been running this past weekend. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they technically did run this weekend. They, they Everyone on the oh, live yeah. tour played in an Asian oh, you're tour right. event. That was almost, I, I thought it was fun because Cameron Young and Lucas Herbert both played over there. They're both in the field this week in Phoenix, played the Saudi International. I thought it would be kind of funny that this is the prime location for live guys to, at least at this point of time, get their official world golf ranking points to get into the majors. So it's almost like auto points for all these guys. Whoever wins gets the most. Obviously, Abraham Answer won, so he's going to bump up a little bit. But it just would have been hilarious that with like the two PGA Tour guys in the field of one of them won, not only to steal the money from the live guys, but to steal those world rankings points from those guys that they thought were assuredly coming to them. I was happy to see answer win. I thought I think that was also a pretty popular bet. I uh, I missed the st- I missed the tee off in that one. So uh, that was I guess a lucky for me, no action. But yeah, I'm fired up. But I also have a few things to say about this past week, Pat. So I don't know where we want to begin. Yeah, we can still begin there. People can always hit the time codes for all of that. If you want to access the stats, the lineup generator, the simulator, go to fantasynational.com slash mayo. You get yourself 20% off all membership levels. And Jeff, guess what? Runthesims.com, free 
for the Super Bowl. You want to use custom optimizations, simulate the game 10,000 times, use the prop generator to see if the props are actually good numbers with the VIG or not. Run the Sims.com, Jeff, completely free. Just type in your email and you are good to go. XFL is coming up, though. Well, we got to charge for that because everyone printed so much money last year. I was going to say, you can't leave that part out of it. I, I, I've never been so assured as tailing something as I am of your boy, Justin Freeman's uh, XFL, any any non-CFL American run second tier football. I will I'll walk off a cliff with with run the Sims based on last time. Well, the, the funny thing is, like, just uh, the biggest, because listen, there's no advantage, even in the golf market right now, they're taking so much handle on everything. At least DraftKings Sportsbook readjusted the odds over the weekend, so there wasn't 30 players underneath 20 to 1, but we still see it in the future market. They're just taking so much hold on everything, and the NFL has the sharpest lines going. You're not really going to find an advantage. You do find an advantage in things like WNBA, in you know, lower-level college basketball that isn't on TV every single night, the XFL the usfl where the books don't really know how to cap it so if you think that you're ahead of the game on the information and the projections and your simulations you can kind of take them to the cleaners we saw it last time i know that's a limited sample size but the success was so um off the charts that i'm i'll walk i'll walk that plank so yeah. I, I think it'll be a, a plank into scrooge mcduck more than a plank into alligators or something so run the sims.com, the free membership, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself in on that 20% discount. The newsletter is completely free. That's down in the description as well. So go sub to that right now. Any last second changes, boom, you'll just find it in your email along with the final bets, the extra info, everything that you need. Tambo and I are obviously going to be talking on Wednesday about the DraftKings side of everything, the closer that we get to tee off times. And there was one more thing that I was going to say, and I completely forgot what it was. So please tell me about Pebble Beach. Okay, uh, let's just start simple. Did you see when Jim Nance unveiled their new technology? I believe it was a Kitayama Par 3 shot. Was it? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Is it the technology where it shows where it hits the green? That one? Yeah, it's like we will show you where the ball is going to land, essentially. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, what, what did we just... I mean, this is an upgrade from... Uh, Last year in a major, we got field goal posts. Do you remember that? And we yeah. got Goldman at the players. I would go, Goldman was hilarious. The field goal posts at the U.S. Open were a travesty. Fine. But as someone that you've been on, like, the outer fringes of, like, meetings on a media level, like, imagining what it took for Goldman and, like, how, like, you just see them approving that. It goes over your head. Anyhow, yeah, this I, – I didn't understand it. I'd rather just wait for the – um extra two seconds and see where the ball actually goes. I don't know if this is like, but, but I'm one of those people that doesn't mind if they put up tracer on the pucks like they used to in the nineties, but that's because the computers have killed my eyes. I mean, you guys think I'm high, not that I don't participate, but the squint, like the screens have just burned me, burned me. So it's like, now it's early morning. I, I can't see. I should be wearing glasses. Maybe they're down here. They're broken. How'd you break your glasses? I don't know. They fell. I don't know. They're, they're pretty dusty too, but so, so you never so you never wear your glasses, what you're saying. Yeah, and I like seven years ago I was told to wear them for screen time. It's good good thing you listen to them. 
and late night driving, which I do do most of the time. There's a pair in my car. We'll 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 go that far. Um, yeah. So that did nothing for me. It was kind of awkward, but I guess acknowledging the new technology. Um, I didn't see any of it pretty much. I mean, I saw the new technology on the internet being retweeted about, but people are losing their minds about this Aaron Rodgers situation too, Pat. Who cares? It's the fucking pro-am. Ben Silverman shot a one over. Aaron Rodgers played at seven strokes, apparently higher than what he's in a calculator for in Wisconsin, and they won the pro-am. Good for him. Hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, Jeff. This is golf. Ben Silverman, uh, Thornhill Thornhill boy. Your neighbor, Right up the street. Yeah. Not my neighbor. Not your neighbor? Sure. Well, like, in a... a bigger macro sense view yeah sure my neighbor but no not my neighbor that's back-to-back wins for ben silverman by the way what else did he win he won corn fairy last week see you should know he, that yeah corn fairy uh, he got a pro-am victory with his celeb partner carry in the day i like the keith mitchell I, I like the keith mitchell was salty about it too about Aaron Rodgers sandbagging? Yeah, that Keith Mitchell said, well, if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers and Ben Silverman won, because I think Mitchell and Josh Allen came in second place, that they feel like they're the real winners. Oh, good. I love that. I love that. Um, I was going to ask you if you saw the Euro Magic yesterday morning. I did. Double water. That is uh, not something I would have expected anyone to rebound from. Yeah, double double water rebound. That that tour's the best. That tour's the best. I, I, I here's what I did see. I saw Cust tweet out that Rose was finished after he was one over through like three holes to start the final round at Pebble, and uh, obviously that is Tim's pick to win Pebble Beach. Then uh, reels off the old eagle birdie streak, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Rever- He's finally harnessing his powers. This is not good for any of us. Hmm. Yeah, he's due. He really is due. He's due. He he was in form, I guess, circling with Rom last week. People, when you tell the people who he's picked this week, I think there'll be a lot of angry, angry um, male media experience people out there. I mean, that's almost the name of the show, so that's pretty close. But maybe, I mean, unless we get some sort of like wonky weather, I don't know how it's going to go from a traditional Thursday to Sunday event because he almost won with Rom. That was Wednesday to Saturday. He might win with Rose. That's Thursday through Monday and hell knows beyond that at this point. So maybe he needs some, you know, someone to throw some dust into the circuit board so it blows it up a little bit and that way the curse can get mitigated. But now he's doubling down, trying to do it the other way i i like his tactics here i i totally um listen he's trying if he's we'll see i'm uncertain of of the tactics because they've never actually worked out in anything like i don't think he bet justin rose no but remember when he reverse cursed phil to winning the pga championship that yeah yeah Listen, he's done a lot vote in the custies yeah vote in the custies they're open right now if you didn't see last week's cuss corner you probably should. Uh, many are saying, Jeff, the best cuss corner in years. Those are good reports. It was. Did you watch? Uh, my wife. My, we, I guess that even my wife got a real kick out of that one last week. <laughs> Did you watch my show with Pizzola? I didn't. Oh. oh, sorry. Where you talked about, I was talking about like football games. Yeah, where you did the betting, um, where you spoke about the betting. 
Yeah, people want to know more about the sports betting industry and like where it's at at the moment. Recommend that you tune in that from last week. That was a fun show to do. We'll probably do a part two because we didn't get to even half the questions. And now people have more questions on top of that. I think we're going to start next time with how do lines actually get set by sports books? What's the process of that? And I mean, I don't know how that works. I know that Rob does. So I'm intrigued to hear what the response is. And I would I don't know, at some point I would love to get in on something like that with Rob, because I have so many questions as it pertains to, um, you know, the the pro better. But as I as I, you know, you notice and I've started asked, asked Rob like off air and friend correspondence, they're like very different levels of the the pro better. Yes, I guess. So but- like when you say like a professional better, you're talking about um, there are a lot of professional betters that don't see themselves near the same type of person that people who proclaim themselves to be self professional betters, I guess. Well, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find any pro betters on this show. Just two guys who are enthusiastic about sports betting and hopefully we can try to win. Yeah, I will say I'm going to lose my clip this week, Pat. Because as I've kept no secret about it, I've already in my head cashed those Justin Jefferson OPOY tickets. Uh, The question is, how much money between golf losers and uh, the Super Bowl will I actually come home with on a huge future? Probably not a lot. Before we get in to this week, though. Let's hear it. And I want to start this off by saying I will fully acknowledge as, as a you know, nowadays, I think people are doing laps around me and what we call hardcore golf fans. But um, golf fans are the most underserviced sports fan there is of like a legitimate major entity tour. And I'm aware of the logistics of, of how big grounds are to cover golf. But I, I would say we are. We are the most underserviced sports fan out there, that there are key moments that we can just not see period that will happen in no other sport that being said the vitriol for pebble beach i think is like went too far it's so yeah it's just so above and beyond and i say that in a like in a year-to-year aspect golf fans are we're essentially wrestling fans nobody runs a longer schedule than golf we wish they took time off Friends, people acknowledge we wish there was a real offseason. Maybe they don't. They like playing every week. They do play every week. But there are so many of these things. Who cares? Like some of the Pebble Beach takes, they literally end up sounding like someone complaining that they got three bad episodes of The Price is Right this week. (laughs) No, I mean it. I, 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 I I, I, I know what you're saying. Here's the issue. It's that it's because it's Pebble Beach and everyone loves the course so much. That's why. They want to see good things happen here. They want a reason to tune in to have to watch Pebble Beach because they're going to watch Pebble Beach regardless. They don't want to have to sit there and be like, oh, my God, another Jason Bateman shot. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Even even as they windled those guys off the course, there was still plenty of that. I don't know, but I guess I can't argue that. And, and to them, they'll tell you that plays, that shtick. And if Will Arnett and Bateman are going to take over, the role is a lot of like guys are dead now or they look like they're dying and they won't be around much longer. Sure. But I just mean, we're back at it next week. There's shitty events all season long. Only eight of them actually matter. Uh, and I, I, my ultimate case, they should play less, but if major sponsors want to be in bed with them, these huge corporations, 
they're not going to say no. But at some point, complaining about Pebble feels like your mom is bitching you that she didn't like her run of, of Young and the Restless, you know, for a few days. I did, I did hear that the match play is likely done now that the WGCs are done. They're going to have it this year in Austin, but this is probably the last year for it. Yeah. Just, just figure out a different spot for Pebble on the calendar and play match play there. There's your answer. If they actually make a calendar without match play, it'll break. Match play is like a major to me. You've been with me for ma- I love match play. I don't give a shit. We don't like lineups and variants for the week. I'm happy we're losing WGCs. I don't to lose match play is is catastrophic. To lose Austin, that's fine. I like even Austin. moving hey, around. Hey, you know what? I like Austin. I like Austin CC. Okay, I like Austin a lot too. But it ends up you. It ends up when you keep match play at a specific place. I guess it's like any event. It really caters to specific golfers year after year which is i guess like i don't really care that match play is like perfect for kevin kisner i would have no problem with them moving it around although the layout of the course seems like it's it's so fun for match play that i'll give you but to lose match play would be an abomination they have 48 i'm just came off, came off saying they have 48 goddamn weeks of this thing if they can't find one of them for match play God help us. I'll go to live. Maybe Pebble Beach can be the site of live v PGA Tour Ryder Cup. Which I'm here Like, when would the PGA ever give them that platform? They they wouldn't, but I would want to watch it. Here, come share an NBC with us. Well, maybe they can share our platform. Maybe they can simulcast it with YouTube and the CW app. You know, that's fine. It's a great idea and it's fun to think about in the same way, you know, we wanted, you know, the WCW, WWF pay-per-views or something. It's just, it's unfeasible. Like no one is, PGA is not lending their platform to these guys. And I could be wrong. I don't think that live players like, like in the Ryder Cup, you're playing for your country, your thing. The live players got paid to go there an exorbitant amount of money. I don't think that they like really care to fight for Liv's honor. But may- maybe I-, I am I'm wrong. Um all that being said, now this, yeah, to lose match play, I'll I'm freaking out. I'll freak out. Well, it's okay. We have a winter major. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And we can talk about that in a second, but I do want to let you know there's a big game coming up this weekend, Jeff, and our friends over at Odds Checker actually have... A nice little giveaway for people right now. It's super easy to do. Just uh, You can even hit the description and do this or just type in Odds Checker US into YouTube. So all I have to do is just subscribe to Odds Checker US on YouTube. Comment Mayo, that's M-A-Y-O if you are terrible at spelling. So there you go. On any video, it doesn't need to be one of my videos or one of Jeff's videos, although I'll have, Jeff will have one later in the week and I'll have one with Ross Tucker and Brandon Matthews and Pam Maldonado breaking down Super Bowl props. I believe on Thursday that will come out on the channel. It doesn't matter. Whatever channel that you want, you'll get into a $500 February giveaway. Who couldn't use 500 bucks, Jeff? Anybody? Would you want 500 bucks? I'd love 500 bucks, but I don't think I'm allowed to enter. Well, there you go. So everyone besides Jeff and myself, I suppose, go to Odds Checker US on YouTube. You can find the link down in the description right now and just comment Mayo on any of the videos that are up there right now and you will be in that draw for 500 bucks. Easy stuff. Legit takes like seven seconds. So highly recommend that you do it. Waste management open. Let's get to this. This is going to be fun. We know the course. We know when it's on. We know you, you can make bogeys here. That's fine. But you need to make your your share of birdies, especially coming in. We've seen some big comebacks over the year. I think five of the past seven years have gone to a playoff at this event. The only time I ever remember this tournament being a blowout is when Phil (laughs) shot 60 in the first round and just ran away with the tournament. Awesome. Great memories. Great memories here. Great memories for me in Winter's Circle. Great memories of me making a total ass out of myself um, in front of like my friends' wives as the Super Bowl is winding up because I've been a part of so many of those playoffs, uh, more good than bad. So many fun Brooks memories, so many fun Ricky Hideki memories. 
Webb beating Finau was not a fun one. Uh, Shez Reevy beating Woodland, not a fun no, one. No, that was that was the other way, by the way. Woodland beat Shez Reevy. Oh, oh that, so, and, it, and it was a fun one because you hit it. Yes, sorry. Now it's all a blur. <laughs> great, great memory. And you're the guy who does. I don't know did, why I did, felt did, like did, Shez Reevy. Did you say you were the guy who doesn't partake or the guy who does partake? I always partake. That's probably why. That's where the memory issues come in. You oh need, no! You need to be like straight edge meant, Pat Mayo over here. Oh, I thought you meant like on the Super Bowl. No, um, not yet today. At least we'll be there later, <laughs> and I'll have an odds checker video out later today where you can drop uh, Mayo below that. So get in on that. But yeah, the, the memories are just the playoffs and rookies incident with the drop and the oh. almost collapse. What a what a toxic scene! What a toxic scene! That is the so only, I'm all low. That, that is the only time I ever remember bad weather at this event was that day when Ricky almost imploded and Grace almost got him. And we got oh, got lucky. Grace ended up putting one in the water on 17, which yeah. has become its well, own I, I didn't get lucky. I had Brennan Grace. <laughs> anyway, the great thing about this event, and I've joked with you year after year, is I'm so bad at betting the Super Bowl, like the sides that I pick, that I always i've been very lucky at picking winners here and i don't come home with what i should be coming home with is i just take a bath in the game well nah, i used to it people know i did my bachelor party at the waste management open great times highly recommend it for everyone obviously the super bowl was there and it's, i think it's the highest it must have the highest attendance of any sporting event in america right you're in you're out you would think so, what they allow onto the grounds. And my wife asked me if the field being so much stronger would mean like the crowds would be even bigger. And I'm like, no, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, probably it doesn't even matter. That's just like a super bonus that they've made part of this event, Pat. And I would argue having an activation at this event from a sponsorship or any sort of I'm not even talking about like a tent, a, a suite on 16. I mean, like your ability to hand things away for free and have someone come up and play a game probably costs you more than, I mean, the masters wouldn't allow anything, but even a major, any event, it's probably like double, triple the price to run an activation here from a marketing or sponsorship standpoint. It's really crowded. Like, and like people are just smoking in the middle of piles. Everyone's drunk. I saw a fist fight when Ricky was trying to tee off at one point, the Hill on 17. So when you see 17 on TV, like there's a crossway uh, where they hold people up because it's one of the through fares to get out of and walk up to 18 and get out the exit. But there's also a big hill up the right hand side that you never really see on TV. And it is just full of drunk people. And you can even sit there as we were doing and betting on people passing out and then rolling down the hill and how long it would take them to get to the bottom of the hill before they woke up. So it is a tremendous time when you go. Yeah, and well, there's great videos. And Pat, I mean, I was in Arizona a few a few weeks ago. Um, they got dispensaries there now. Oh, that would have been much better for my bachelor party then. There, there was not so, at the time for us. I mean, this place gonna yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a. I mean, we've seen some balloons hovering lately. There's gonna be some clouds hovering around this place this week. It's par 71 at TPC Scottsdale. Obviously, I love the closing four holes here. You have 15, the easy par five, but you can jam it in the water if you go for it in two. Obviously, 16, 17 is, it's not really a, a make or break 
par four, like going for it par four, everyone should just go for it. Because you can dunk it in the water and still make par on 17. So it's really not the end of the world if you do go into the water. And 18... 18 seems like it should be harder than it's been playing, but it's a weird approach shot when you have to kind of cut over the water and try to miss those pew bunkers coming in. Because you can get yourself into a lot of problems, but it is difficult to get over to that spot. So a fun closing hole. You can birdie and or eagle two of the holes. You can birdie all of them. So it really creates uh, some real fun and drama down the stretch. And we see all these comebacks happen. Who's going to ride the hot putter is essentially what it comes down to on Sunday, as we've seen over the year. Or is Brooks going to have like a weird chip on 17 over a hill that just randomly rolls in? and we get to cash some cash some bets so let's talk about the guys at the top of the board there are three actually there's four at the top of the board at DraftKings Sportsbook it's Rom at six and a half to one Rory at eight to one Xander and Scheffler at 11 to one now DraftKings Sportsbook has some great odds on some great guys but I would recommend shopping around at the top of the board because it because this field is so strong that all the books can't quite agree on who the best players after Rahm and Rory are in this field, and that has been dictated in the odds. For example, I bet on Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is 16-1 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. He's as low as 24-1 to 1 somewhere else. That's a good number, 24-1 to 1 on Justin Thomas. I am there with you, Pat. 24-1, to 1, Justin Thomas. Let the overexposing begin. Um, credit to DraftKings for coming out swinging on the weekend with some big numbers and I took advantage of a couple of those that will that we will get into um, quickly, just like holistically on this event, on this field, especially with the big boys. Do you almost feel like you've got to have a betting card that looks like it's a major championship? I mean, look at the winner circle of this event and then look at what we've had when we've had fields like this. Are we in a 25, 30 man field this week when talking about outrights? I think so. Uh, it's easy to say that now. And when we see who wins, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, it's that guy who won. That made a ton of sense. And it's not going to be like, I see people betting Keegan Bradley early or The Gala or some of those guys. And I think they could win. It's just so difficult in an event like this. And those guys are capped in their odds anyway, if that makes some sense. Like, it's not like you're getting them at 200 to 1. You have to bet them at, like, 80 to 1 now or 50 to 1, something crazy like that. That doesn't yeah, seem to worth it to 50, me. Yeah, to go at 50, yeah. To go at 50 is crazy. I mean, you can get burnt. I mean, we'll get into it. And some of the numbers that were even out there on the weekend surrounding um, to Brought uh, to you by the great DraftKings. Yes, this has been available for the past like three months at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we picked off Cam Davis and KH Lee at 130 to 1 uh, a few weeks ago. Cam Davis decided not to play in this field. So we got money back for that, right? That was nice of them. Yeah, yeah. They sent a refund. I didn't notice it came in. I just spent it somewhere else. But when I went back to look, it was refunded. But we got K, we got occasionally at 130, and he's in an 80 now. I don't know if I'd play the 80. I thought he'd be in better form. I don't hate his form right now, and he's TPC Lee. We're at a TPC course. You need to get there. But I do want to focus back up on those top four, and we can even extend it down a little bit. Homa is 16 at DraftKings Sportsbook. So is Justin Thomas. Cantlay is 18, who obviously lost in the playoff to Scotty Scheffler at this tournament last year. Those are all the guys below 20 to 1 at this course. But it depends on where you look, because then you have Fitzpatrick at 22. Finau and Morikawa at 25 to 1. That 25 on Morikawa is the best I've seen anywhere. Hideki is 28. Tom Kim is 28. And Victor Hovland is 30 to 1. So of the guys at the very top, Ram and Rory, let's just isolate them because they're going to be one and two everywhere. In a field of this 
strength. I think the odds are probably, I mean, fair is relative, but I'm not getting to either of those guys as an outright bet. In an, I liked, it, it, I'll, I'll put it this way. In an event where I can bet Finau, Morikawa, and Justin Thomas for the price of one Rory bet, I'm betting the three guys. I mean, I mean you sort of took the logic out of my mouth. I just see the numbers and I love Rory. I love Rom. Um, seeing them win, especially when it doesn't, you know, it's not my bet coming in second or something, which hasn't even happened often these days. I can enjoy it, but I'm not here for it. I don't think there is as I don't think the difference is as big. I take both of their presence as an opportunity to lose money on bigger odds and have a lot of fun building a card. What about Scheffler, because Scheffler, I can see as deep as 15 to 1 in some spots, which I like. And I went over this on the research show, which you can find up on Mayo Media Network right now, or the Mayo Media Experience, as Jeff thinks the show is called, on the network that it's called. You know, we're blending it all together here. I don't have the Listener's League as of this moment, by the way. That's why I haven't brought it up. I'll add it to the description once I get it, but that might not hit the people on the audio feed. So just go to the YouTube feed, and you can find it down in the description. Uh, it's going to fill super quickly this week. 3,000 spots, no rake on DraftKings. You're probably going to want to get in on that. So I'll add it the moment that I get it. I just don't have it as of this moment but Scheffler is playing like Scheffler was at this time last year he just can't make a putt to save his life this is where it all started and that was sort of the rap on him coming into this event last year it's like yeah he's great and everything he can't putt and then he went on a putting heater for three months and won four times and he won a major yeah he beat Cantley right in the playoff here last year but this is yeah this is sort of where um it all it all began for for Scotty, he was great here. I remember it was who else was in it? Uh, Xander was down the stretch with Scotty and Cantley, and I'm probably forgetting about someone else. I believe Brooks made a move last year too. I think Brooks came in third last year. Oh, I think I've bet. Bro- I think I bet Brooks always. every year at this event. I don't know if I bet him last year, but we had the wins. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just again all of their presence. <clears throat> All of these guys' presence, they're all here. That just me, to me, I'm just like, there's opportunities behind them. Xander even, I remember Xander felt like he was in control of this event up into certain points last year. Maybe if you could shop that, find something that wets your whistle, but I'm not going in front of 20. I'm not. I'm wasting too much money behind it to think I can go in front of it, Pat. Okay, that's interesting because I see Xander leaking down to 17 to 1. Maybe you'll be able to catch an 18 at some time. I, I really make no real differentiation between 18 and 20. Although, when you're betting that kind of money at the top of the board, that's an extra, depending on what you want to get to, it could be an extra 100 bucks kind of thing on top of your bet of what you would have to bet on someone else farther down. I just like some of the options a little bit better. But like Thomas and Xander are probably the two players in this field. Beside and Rom at the same time, who have the best records in Phoenix without ever having won in Phoenix. Yeah. Who who did you say in front of Shoffley? Rom? Uh Thomas, Xander, and Rom. Those three. Yeah, totally. I was on Xander last year. I think it was an 18 or a 20. And I didn't mind it. I don't know. The field probably didn't feel as strong. I was ready for him to take advantage of his form here. Um I'm just not there. I'm playing the bigger numbers at what I would argue is just equal talent. Some might even say better. 
So let's probably talk about who we have bet. I bet three guys from this range. I grabbed that Justin Thomas, 24 to 1. I bet Colin Morikawa, 25 to 1. And uh, I woke up early, Jeff, and caught myself a Hideki, 41 to 1. Okay, so I have... I have all three of those, and I also have the weekend Cam Young from 45 to 1 on DraftKings. And honestly, I don't know that I'm done because I'm still staring at Fino. I'm still staring at Hovland. I'm still staring at Tom Kim. But I could be done. But one of those others that I didn't mention, even though we haven't gone that far down the board, I am I am sorry. But that Cam Young that showed up uh, this weekend as he was contending in Saudi, thank you, DraftKings. Yeah, it was for it was hanging at forty five most of the weekend. I mean, he really should be forty five though. I, I get the Cam Young is really good. I mean, the guy's still never won before. Maybe he's this year's Scheffler. This is where it all kicks off for him, and he keeps going. Obviously, he had that great run at Riviera a year ago, which is going to be next week. So he's going to be very popular again in a week's time. But I don't know. Like if I can bet Hideki for longer odds, I can bet Cam Young. I'm gonna bet Hideki. Yeah, sure. That that makes sense. But I was sitting there on the weekend saying like Cam Young's 45. Say Heath is 50. Like, what am I doing here? That's fair. So I just clicked and I yeah. And he was playing well. He was contending. This is the type of course that I feel like um, projects well for Cam Young. Maybe I'm just getting cocky and, and trying to call it. And you are right with this field strength. We probably um, with some of the projected numbers on Cam Young, we were probably a little over our skis. And now that we sort of have talked through who's actually here, um, 45, I'd say, isn't as good as it is like fair, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but you think he but, can win, so let's let's ride with it. I just look back at the leaderboard from last year. Here's some some of the names that were lurking around inside the top ten last year: Scheffler and then Cantlay were one two. Xander Thigala and Brooks all tied for third. Norin, Horschel, Thomas, Hideki, Rom, Fitzpatrick, Homa. It's a fucking incredible leaderboard. <laughs> what a what an event! That was real fun. Even though I ended up losing. Xander missed a putt, I think, to get him in the playoff, and it wasn't very long. Yeah, whatever. Fina. What a great event. What a great event. Fina, weirdly enough, uh, in the past five years of this event, because we really remember the loss to Webb, because Webb went on this putting heater to basically take away that win from Fina, and then he beat him in the playoff. But he's only made the cut once in those four starts over the past five years here. Yeah, so I noticed that because there were some early 25s that I was kind of drooling about, and they're still there. And then when you deep dive it, you're like, whoa, he has that playoff loss, but he really hasn't moved the needle at all here. Um, I don't know whether people will try to make a connection. When you're betting golf, I guess you're trying to find reasons not to bet guys, especially this week. You're trying to, like, narrow this down. There's, like, 10 guys who I want to bet on, 12 guys I got to narrow that down to four or five um, and you got to find reasons. And I, I, but you know, so you'll hear people say, Oh, maybe they don't like the crowds or the vibe isn't for them. I don't like Fino to me embraces this event a lot. Um, and I don't know whether like asking the crowd to get loud on 16 and putting a Jersey on means you embrace the crowd here, but I do. And we'll go back farther because another guy's never made a cut here that I want to swim around. So you really want to bet Victor, do you? 
I don't want to, but but 36, 35 to one. That doesn't seem wild. That seems something I'm going to swim around. But you notice he's over two just in the cuts. And he's the type of player who you would assume like is really comfortable in the silliness that goes on in this event. Is he silly? Silly. He's a silly boy is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it gives off that vibe. I, you know, fresh out of college too. I don't think those. I mean, he's the type of player that if this field wasn't that strong anymore, you'd feel like those young guys would still be coming here. Oh, for like sure. the hot young guys on tour now. Like this, literally. I mean, we joke using the hyperbole of winter major. This is, I mean, the level of prestige it feels like Phoenix has become on the trophy case. Feels like it's now up there with uh, like Memorial and Arnold and and the, and the other real special non majors. Yeah, the party the party time major. That's why people. I mean, there's a reason that people love this so much. Remember when at the Canadian Open last year? I forget which hole. I think it was number sixteen, the par three at Royal was it Royal St George's St George's Golf and Country Club, whatever it was, and it was super loud like that. Other places are trying to mimic the vibe of Phoenix. No one can quite capture the vibe of Phoenix because it's it's an entire vibe for an entire weekend, especially the Saturday. Yeah. But more elements of this are seeping over, or at least events are trying to make this more of a thing at other events too. 100%. And they're not fools. They realize, again, that, that like buzzword or like the activations that go on here, but the amount of corporate hospitality you can just build around a hole was never really, um, sorry, Obviously, there have been tents at holes, but like to the extent and yeah, here they, they they make a like a hockey rink hole and they try to get you real, real fired up, Pat. Um, there's something else about this sucker. Where were we? We were just in front of I'm in front of 30. We're still in front of 30. Okay. Can't lay yes or no. It's a no for me, but I don't love betting Patrick can't lay. So I'm just out. I'm just I think I'm getting the same golfers getting a, a few more points. With Homa? Morikawa, with Thomas. Yeah, we know who you're betting. Uh, We're trying to roll through these guys so we can get to other guys. Homa. No, to me, it kind of feels like the market. This is no, like no, no. Especially the man. Especially this DraftKings number at sixteen to one. That's it. That that number cannot stay unless people are just so enamored with Max Homa coming off the win at Tory. And listen, I think he can win for sure. It's crazy to see him at 16 and then Fitzpatrick at 22. And then all these like weird, like you mentioned, Fina, Morikawa, all these guys, even Hovland Spieth to that matter, um, like 20 points, 10 points lower than Homa. I mean, maybe that's just where the market is at Homa right now, which frankly is I'm kind of stunned by. It does. I think the word here would be over adjustment, especially that DraftKings number feels like an over adjustment on uh, everyone's favorite guy. And a lot of go- a lot of our friends are are watching this with uh, leftover Max Homa box too. Oh, for sure. I don't have them. I don't have them, but but a lot of you do. And uh yeah, it just feels like a total over adjustment. I love Max Homa. I mean, how many times out of 10 are you betting Justin Thomas over Max Homa? 10 out of 10 and for the, at the same number 100% of the time until Yeah something changes i suppose but listen I, there's a reason that i bet on justin thomas this week i love the number and the last time that every time that i say that i'm going to bet justin thomas because his number has got beyond 20 
Uh, I haven't done it, and I think he's won the event. He did it at Bridgestone that year, where he opened at 30, and I was in Montreal, and I was on vacation. I looked at it and missed it. Then it shrunk to like 15. He won. Last year's players, the players the year before, wherever the hell that was, he dipped to like 22. I was like, yeah, I should bet that, but I'm going to bet these other losers instead. Justin Thomas wins. Last year at the PGA Championship, he went down to like 24, 22, whatever it was. The like, boost. I should, I, should really, boost. I should really bet that number. That's a really good number. Didn't do it, wins the event, because that's just how it works. Now that I'm on it, he's definitely not going to win because that's how these things work. But just it's just like Morikawa at 25. Like for a guy who's come second and third in the two only two good fields so far this season, a lot of disrespect on Colin Morikawa in this number. Wild, wild, and to me, it feels like a great little course fit for him. Um, also, because we've seen the shot makers just attack this thing. He is, as some would say, like elite Ricky Fowler on the Phoenix setup. Huh? Yeah. Can he just can he good, can, but can, minus can, the putting? Well, can he raise? He's putted well on his two starts so far this season. It doesn't seem like he's done that because he didn't win the event. That's a. St- I mean, at least that's the standard. Then I love Morikawa. He's my favorite player. So obviously, I'm going to bet him at twenty-five to one at an event that I'm super jazzed about. But. I just for a guy, like I said, for a guy who's come second and third, it seems like he's having the world's shittiest year. I think he's having a great year. That's I haven't bet him yet, so that stuff has gone over my head. I didn't feel the disappointments oh. that have come with 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 backing him. I or the like, oh, I feel like he should have won. I didn't bet him, um, so I feel disappointed, even though he beat 140 guys. And I guess for Century, he beat 30 guys, whatever, sorry. For, for 41 were in that field. There's 136 in the field this week. And we still have some Monday qualifiers that I have to get in. I think this is the most competitive Monday qualification event ever on the PGA Tour. It has always been a hyper-competitive one, um, even before the elevated status, Pat. I think it has to go with the um, the propensity of professional golfers who live in the area as well. Uh, it has always been a stacked Monday, Monday quali here. Oh man, yeah, these twenties are tasty, and it feels like a major. But um, it seems like as we exit him, it's uh, I'm with you, Thomas and and Morikawa. Although I li- <sighs> Fino at twenty five does seem real fair, but I trust Morikawa right now in this moment, which is probably crazy when you compare their year to year over year wins in the in the last 12 months but i don't know i i, I mean i fina was an early look for me but then i saw the hideki number that i had access to at the 41 i was like blind bet let's go guys won here twice yeah. and also because i was hoping i was upset that the hideki number was as low as it was on those when DraftKings did that reset on uh on sunday and off off tory pines i we I went into Century saying the Hideki numbers in full fields. If this is a sign of the or strong fields, if this is a sign of thing to come, I'm gonna have a real big Hideki problem. Lost money him on lost money on him at the Century at 50. Lost money on him at Tory at 40, and I'm lucky to go back at his sweet spot here in Phoenix at 40. Next level down to the mid range. You can tell people who's cussed. Oh yeah, Tom Kim. Tom Kim is cuss pick of the week. I loved, I really wanted to bet Tom Kim here too. And like, I just didn't find any of the numbers were all that good. Like 28 to 33 is really what I'm seeing. 
I think those are really good numbers. Very rarely do you find a guy who wins in his first time at Phoenix. I think it's been... Brooks was the last one to do it in 2014 or 15, whatever the hell that was. Then I was like J.B. Holmes earlier in the century. Maybe Kyle Stanley or Stadler, one of those guys, ended up doing it. And Tom Kim is just showing up to places and winning for the first time. There has been a big correlation between players who have won this event and won the Players' Championship and the Wyndham Championship. Those three events, for whatever reason... Just kind of all tied together. You see, I, I think Webb has won all three. Siwoo has won the Wyndham and Players. What are the other ones? Stenson's won the Wyndham and the Players. Phil has won both in Phoenix and the Players Championship. Just a lot of crossover going on between those three courses, and I, I really couldn't tell you why. Off the top of my head, I wouldn't have the slightest reason. Tom Kim, he seemed very popular. Um Pat, when there were 41s on Hideki early this morning, there was a 36 on Tom Kim. I stared at it. It's now a 32. Not to say that would stop me. Um, Cust is in good form. Yeah. Rom and and Rose. So maybe if you're ever going to say, hey, my man Cust is in good form, let's ride him. Or not to be dissuaded if Tom Kim was your guy, this would be it. Uh, In sort of like that, like, silly i don't know whether silly or real but the phoenix narrative of like will the guy enjoy the atmosphere i don't have any doubts tom kim is fully in for it uh out on the instagram he was doing some practice rounds with john rom yesterday out there so good times uh he could be he could be my he could be the other man on on my card paul you had you had something to chime in yeah cust is a big game hunter this is a kind of a big game field. Well, see, here's the thing. Does that count? He, he, say, he says he's a big game hunter because his, I mean, maybe he'll end up with Justin Rose this week, but his last win was at the 2019 Players' Championship when Rory, the betting favorite, won. He was the big game hunter. He took down the Players' Championship, hasn't won since. If he wins this week, that means he won at Pebble Beach, which is the opposite of big game hunting. So I don't know which is which here. Reminder for everyone, too, that this is a tournament to waste one of your big dogs at for the one and done. You can get the winner here. It's worth three Pebble Beaches. <laughs> oh, so I meant big dog. My head went to, like, long shots. Yeah, for sure. You go big game. Yeah. Don't do not. You burn a body here. Absolutely. So from the middle range, you said you liked Cam Young. Uh, he was 45. He's 35 now. Like It's funny to see Jason Day just at 40. I, I don't know who... There is one name that sticks out above all of them, and it's Sam Burns. You mentioned him off the top. 55 to 1. I don't know, man. That just seems like... I have no faith in where Sam Burns' game is at right now, but this number just seems too deep. Does seem too deep, but I didn't, like... I bet four guys and I wasn't inclined to make that bet. So maybe I'm an idiot, but I'm not, I'm not there. Like it's large. It's large. He's the best guy over 50. Uh, it's well, too large. Is he the best guy over 50? Cause Hatton's here. Fleetwood's here. Lowry's here. Like those are all legit players as well. Did you ever think we would get to a day where Sahith T. Gallo would be 50 to 1 and Tommy Fleetwood would be 60 to 1? I've seen Fleetwood as high as 75 today, Pat. Uh, but point taken. I mean, this is all just based on Sahith's great little performance last year. 
It's not even just that. I mean, he's playing well. He just played well at Torrey Pines again. And he is a popular player that the betting market likes to gravitate towards. Tommy just used to be that guy. He's not that guy anymore. Nope. But Tommy, Tommy doesn't win, but he's quietly playing um, solid. Oh, yeah, he's great. I didn't, I didn't say, I mean, he's solid. What's solid? His game has been solid. He's played a bit around in Europe. He's got, no, I just say he's not great. He's solid. At I mean, golf. Just coming off some fresh uh, T-59 and T-38s over in the Middle East. He's in form. And before that? Uh, 20th at something last year. Listen, he took some time off. Tommy's Tommy will be fine. Tommy at the players. <laughs> Tommy ever. You've already bet Tommy, haven't you? No. No, you, I haven't. You're referencing Not... 75 to ones that are out there? You, you have I, that I, circled. See... You have that circled. Dude. Firstly, he doesn't even, he didn't even last the cut and where I thought guys, my cutoff line on um, where guys can win. And no, I just see it because I use the odds checker grid. Yeah. See what everyone's posting. And we're at that that part. But um, yeah, no, I, Lowry seems like a, probably a better bet than Tommy right now. Maybe even Hatton would. Yeah, Hatton, I like Tommy. Hatton's difficult but, to really wrap my mind around at the moment. It seems like this should be. He's played this once. He came in 15th. I've just always really liked him both at Lynx Golf and Desert Golf. Almost the same thing with Lowry. That the, just those two types of courses in particular that they can do really well at. So I just, I don't know if I can get there with them. But I'm not out of the 30s yet, Pat. Because oh, I yeah, think. Yeah, let's go. Who? Who well, else? I, I mean. Are you betting 20 guys? No. No, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, I'm I'm swimming around nine nine golfers. Not betting nine golfers, but that's that's where I am gonna make my cuts between Sung J M thirty five to one at DraftKings. Good Seems number. Seems like a, a a good number. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh consistent. You hope his ceiling can pop. It's kind of what you're betting on, but I trust him at, at like I don't think that's bad. I would trust him against those um big boys he's so clean and consistent it's almost like um would i be wrong to say like uh poor man xander double the price sung jay and xander yeah can you explain that to me nope i have more interest like just that no just in that there's their their games like it's just if when i put them up in fantasy national it's just so consistent. Because they're consistent. Do, do you find that there are similar types of players? No, but everything they do is good enough. Sure. No, I, I would agree with you that everything they sure. do is good enough. That is correct. Uh, and maybe that was a really silly way of saying it. I just feel like like sometimes their best skill set sometimes isn't like overpowering like some of the other really good players. True. But they're just so... But we're, we're, let's not pretend like Sung Jay's like and Sung Jay, Sung Jay and Xander are like slouches off the tee. They're both very good off the tee, which you need to be at this I'm point. Not, yeah, but I'm not pretending they're 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 slouches. I'm just saying they are just very, they're very like rotisserie wise. They're just very good. They're Andre Kirilenko. <laughs> That's when I played fantasy basketball. It was probably like the last time. <laughs> Uh, Sung Jay was the one who had most of my interest from the 30s, but I have two guys in the 20s, a guy at 40. 
I could feasibly fit in another guy at 35 to one, something like that. He would be the one. I want to see what we want to do further down. Like, how are you feeling about Ricky? I like Ricky. I want to see him play well. I'm not betting on him to win. Why are you 50 to one, 60 to one? That's that's not where you want to be. But not even close. I think I'm just, I think I'm going to bet Sam Burns. It's arguably the fairest number out there. And those aren't easy to come by. They're not. Uh, Even in the competition. Like He can be really bad, and we've seen it. But his upside is everything that you want here, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just his his ability to go nuclear on the greens. And we've seen it, like, through stretches over the course of his career. Like, even coming into this, past three starts. Gained nine strokes, 5.1, and two and three were in two rounds that were weighted at the American Express. He came 11th, 7th, and 32nd over that time. He was bad at the century, but he was good at the CJ Cup. He was good at the American Express. I, I think he's just out of sight, out of mind at the moment. Cam Young has taken his spot on the odds board. That is fa- I don't know. Both these guys were a lot higher as we were winding. I mean, Sam Burns was a lot higher as we were winding down last year. I don't think he's really given a reason to almost be double um, or, or nearly that. I I love Sam Burns. He's, he's uh, the models will laugh at it, but I see like he's a natural born winner. I uh, just exude winning coming for your throat. Much like Fino, one of four in cuts made over the past four years in Phoenix. I did have a T22 mixed in there two years ago. It was two years ago, the year that they didn't have the fans or they had the limited capacity. 2021 would have been so yeah that would have been that year interesting that would have been the brooks win then right yeah that would be the year that brooks had the chip in on 17 to win yeah anyway that's just what i was looking at just that number continues to stick out to me jason day's number is wildly unfair montgomery had been playing really well until obviously he didn't at Torrey Pines, so ended up making the cut. I think this was a spot everyone was like very fired up for Taylor Montgomery once he was given the special exemption into the field. I don't think people are super excited for 50 to 1. We're excited for Taylor Montgomery. I'm excited for the course fit, but this discussion is centered around an outright win, and it's be a huge outright win. Um, for Taylor Montgomery for his first ever win, um, staring down multiple super elites to do it. Go Taylor Montgomery. You'll do it without me. Is it this week? Is is it that different than um, when Brooks ended up winning here and we bet on him to win at 40 to one? Which one? The first one. The field wasn't nearly as strong, but the number is the exact same. Right? Like that was that was just Ricky and Hideki. I think they were Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, so no, I'm you're right. I'm just saying it wasn't this like winter major field. No. Um no, no, it didn't have it, but 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 I would also say that I think Taylor Montgomery has proven more to the American golf fan than Brooks did before that win. Like he has way more um I think name value. Yeah, well, people have been betting him now for six straight months, and he keeps almost winning, so that would track for me. After that, after we get to this, like, 60 and beyond, is there anyone that really has much of your interest? Like, I had mentioned K.H. Lee. That's sort of, like, a bomb waiting to happen. Uh, Others have gone to Keegan Bradley. I think Keith Mitchell is worth talking about. A 10th, miscut 16th last three years. Obviously, 
playing. We don't know how he finished up in Pebble Beach, but you can get him as low as 90 to 1 in some spots. And he's won at the Honda. Ricky is won at the Honda. Maybe Brooks almost won at the Honda. They have, hell, they almost all went to a playoff together that one year. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, find the Honda crossover here. I don't know. I, I, when I start mentioning winners, I can almost tailor any course to fit my narrative if I want it to. Yeah. <laughs> the Honda crossover would suit well for Finau. Um, now, there's... I mean, here you really only find trouble if you get unlucky and the ball goes under like a jumping choy or a cacti. Yeah, you if you end up like Spencer Levine, like you're going to be in a world of trouble. You might smoke an entire half pack of heaters on the back nine, but other than that, now you should be okay. But it's all yeah, it's also yeah, you can get these beauty clean lies. A lot of native, right? We come into a lot of that native um, native area. Yeah, DraftKings dropped the pricing. Sorry not for us um are you asking me about keith mitchell yes he's killing it he's killing it everywhere i'm just bringing him up here i'm not betting him outright so i don't really have much to say i might um but he looks like he's the game is rounding into form i was really surprised by how well he has played pebble this week I know some people were calling that. I, uh, I That wasn't on my radar. The other one, I think he's 200 to 1. And maybe this is more of a top 30, 20, whatever discussion. Hayden Buckley. Would what makes you attracted to him? Just how good he is off the tee and how close he's sticking it to the pin. I, I worry about everything in between where the bad holes can get really bad. But they're really, it's a lot like Torrey Pines in a way where you see a certain type of player generally win year over year at Torrey Pines. And then you have your outliers, your outliers being Brant Snedeker, for example. And the year that Brant Snedeker won in the non-crazy windier, the first time that he won at Torrey Pines, was the year that Kyle Stanley had an absolute meltdown on the final hole. I think he made an eight on number 18, and that allowed Snedeker to win at Torrey Pines. But let's not forget, the very next week, Kyle Stanley was the guy who chased down Spencer Levine on the back nine at this course to get his first career win. And what does Kyle Stanley do? He doesn't hit the ball super far but he gains a ton of strokes off the tee he's an excellent ball striker so that's why i don't have a problem going to like tom kim or morikawa like those guys where they're not the biggest bombers in the world and almost like what you said with sung jay sung jay longer than those guys but he's not rory or rom and the guys are just going to absolutely mash it off the tee but you don't want to have a guy on your outright card who is either short off the tee or sprays the ball around too much and doesn't gain strokes because all of a sudden you're in a world of hurt it's actually my one and problem that's with Thomas. <laughs> but that's what's so great about this is we've seen like Brooks and Bubba, you know, just be able to do what needs to be done here. But we've also seen guys just shot make the shit out of this place as well. So it works for all of them. I love these are I love this event. I love this course. So of, of, those, love- of those guys, you mentioned Hayden Buckley. I mentioned Hayden Buckley. The reason why he's fifth off the tee over the past 24 rounds of any player in this field. Luke List is 10th. Jason Day is actually 11th. Your boy Pendrith coming off a good week is 12th. Davis Thompson is 15th. Davis Thompson might actually get some love for me here. He's 250 to one right now. He almost won an event against John Rum three weeks ago. So I know you might have mocked it 
in 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 the lead up or maybe it was just a point of reference um that i kind of misheard but lucas herbert if you're talking about off the tee and and playing well doesn't he have like back-to-back t fives in europe he's 150 to one at DraftKings, and i'm pretty much seeing it no higher than 90 anywhere else when you say off the tee why did you mention lucas herbert guys like atrocious off the tee well, he has been handling the last two venues that I'm saying were prominent to guys off the tee. Sure. You chip, I mean, you. it's a very basic formula for Luke Herbert uh, when he does well. He chips and he putts. That's his, that's his entire game. <laughs> he's he's kind of like, like better Denny McCarthy. <laughs> better Denny McCarthy. Like, he can do the other things. Like, sometimes he can drive. Remember when we were... Did you have him with us at the Irish that year that he won and just watching him on the back nine drive it into the trees every single time? No, but I remember watching it. Yeah, and just like, oh, my God. Like, sometimes, like, the Irons are rarely very good. Like, even to look back on it, over his past five events, he's averaging three strokes lost on approach. Uh, That's not great. Uh, At least the, the driving is turning itself around a little bit, but it's chipping, it's putting, stuff he generally does well every single time out. I'm not against him here, and I think 150 to 1 is a fantastic number. As you mentioned, he's already been slashed everywhere else based off the past top three, top three on the DP and Asian tour last week. And last week's tournament on the Asian tour was a really good event with a really strong field. So I don't think that's not for nothing, but this feels like a different type of step up for him. Um couple of Feinberg favorites I got to ask you about. To confirm, Norin has not played since November. Is that true? Is this a f- no, I feel Nor- like we Nor- haven't. No, Norin played uh, three weeks ago. Uh, Dubai. Okay. Wherever. No, it wasn't Dubai. What was the week before Dubai? Emirates? Yeah. Whatever the first DP event was, he played in that. He came fifth. Okay. Um, it'd be his first start, I guess, on the PGA this year. Correct. Okay, good for Norton. I don't know. It seems way too low for him, but uh, there's some quiet low. How low is he? I've seen like 60, 70. Why is that way too low? (laughs) It's the same number as fucking Shane Lowry. I don't like any of the, I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I'm a Norin stan. I'm not here for Norin at at sixty to one. Oh, I thought you were saying like that. That, that number seemed like really big. Like, oh no, we, we sorry, got, we, sorry, we got crossed on what you meant by low. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that that was probably my fault. No, I'm not. Uh, just no. But he has played well here before. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, Gary Woodland had a very made the cut, which I guess is a silly um, and an adventurous farmers. I guess we could say uh, he's coming in at a hundred and 50 to one here. He's got some nice history, but it's a total mixed mixed bag with Gary and a lot of mixed cuts. I, I would have more interest in steel at the same number or at one thirty, rather than woodland right now. But that's me. You know, Molinari's playing. Uh, I saw it in scanning the board. No, I'm not betting. That's about. Interest. That's about it. Um, do you think even the Do you think the Aaron Wise truthers will be out this week? What's the, is the number eighty? Um, I'm seeing DraftKings as a sixty-five 
Okay. But yeah, pass. <laughs> but um, you know, there is a nine, like um, a ninety, is which it, is probably is, would is, be is, enhanced is, to a hundred. Is it is it like a ninety or is it ninety? It's ninety, but I say like because you could probably enhance that to a hundred. Although you might want the ninety for the placings. Yeah, I don't know how many placings I'm going to play this week. I just want to see if I can find my winner and get out of dodge. Because I just kind of told you about, like, Mitchell at 90 with the placings seems reasonable to me. But that's probably about it, I think. I think I'm pretty good with where I'm at right now. I have to make a few final decisions, but... Are, are you saying you're out on placings because you just don't really see yourself betting people over 50 to one and that's how you do your place? Like that's yeah, when you would yeah. do your placings? Yeah, I, I don't want to be chasing guys at like 28 to one with placings. I just read you last year's top 10. It was all like the guys at the top of the board. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any, there's going to be anything you don't know about the players who people are betting this week. Oh, for sure. People like post- Like it's just- People like Poston this week too as a long shot. I don't like him at like eighty to one though. Where is he? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what number I would play any of these guys. Yeah, like if you gave me triple digits on some of these guys, and yeah, you could. I have my long shot. It's K H Lee. Yeah, one hundred thirty with with you. That's my <laughs> that's my long shot. Um, I, I guess a quick note on on Pendrith. We did discuss him last week. We thought it might not be like a course fit. Um, I think maybe when we look back on it, we'll just sort of maybe acknowledge a nuclear Sunday, which will certainly prop up a finishing position. But this does feel like um, yeah, if the, the field wasn't so this, strong, this feels like a, a really nice place for him. I, I agree. And Listen, maybe I was just completely off. It wasn't so much about the course fit that I didn't like Pendrith. It's just the number that was attached to Pendrith I didn't think was fair based on what he's ever accomplished on the PGA Tour. That was more my issue with Pendrith. But I do agree with you. Like, there's not, skill set-wise, to look at what both Pendrith and Montgomery do, there's not that much different. Obviously, Montgomery has shown a consistent putting stroke that just translates week after week after week. And Pendrith doesn't. But Pendrith is generally a pretty good putter as well. I, I agree. And I I mean, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to fall back on this when saying had Penrith not missed what felt like 85% of last year, I think he would maybe even have proven some of the consistency or or far more. Um but I'm just uh, maybe it's a Canadian thing, Pat. And I, you've never seen me glom onto Canadian golfers. Um, this bet, one, I you I, could bet, you could bet. I, like I, I, I would feel more confident betting Corey Connors this week because we have oh, seen I, crap putters for whatever reason, like Hideki. Just he's gone nuclear on these greens. Scheffler, it turned his entire year around putting on these greens. Maybe the same can be said. I mean, Connors has some pretty good running, has some pretty good form coming in. He's the type of guy that's not long, but gains a bunch of strokes off the tee. We know how good he is with his irons. As long as he doesn't put himself out of a tournament, he can generally be in it. And he's like 80 to one or something. I, I don't yeah, hate and that. I'd, I'd be honest with you of that entire sort of 60 to 80 to one range. That includes a lot of those Europeans that we discussed, Lowry, Fleetwood, whatever, Norin, uh, Connors would probably be my favorite from that group that even, I guess would have to put, Ricky Ricky Fowler in um, potentially. I, I just find it really strange 
to see like Connors is at 70 and usually Connors is wildly overrated by the market based on his number, but he's behind Wise and Herman and Kucher and Power this week. That that doesn't seem right. He's better than those guys. Um, biasly, I I would tend would tend to agree with that assessment. Um, I don't know. Maybe people care about win equity. I don't. I don't really know. Um, there are not. I mean, I, yeah, geez. This tournament is now. I guess this elevated event, Pat, like there are a lot of players who maybe a year ago wouldn't say this is would be their biggest win ever, but it would today it might be their biggest win in their career if they win this thing. I would agree. Quick picks. Like in, 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 in the range of players we're betting. I mean, I'm not talking about the guys at the, at the back of the shop. I got you. Quick picks for the Waste Management Open. I have bet Justin Thomas, 24 to 1. Colin Morikawa, 25 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 41 to 1. And KH Lee from previously at 130 to 1. Gave that one out a few weeks ago with Jeff on this show. I'm circling M as my other guy at 35 to 1. I don't have the money in on it yet, but I think that's where I'm going to get to. I'll have everything updated in my newsletter on Wednesday evening, but I want to let you know where my mind is at. Other than that, Mitchell at 90, Steele at 130, Davis Thompson at 250. I haven't made those bets yet, and I don't know if I'm going to, but I do have interest in those guys, be it from a top 10, top 20, head-to-head, something surrounding those guys, Um, because I do like them at this setup, and we'll see how that ends up going. How about you? Uh, Justin Thomas, 24 to one, Colin Morikawa, 25 to one, Cam Young, 45 to one, Hideki Matsuyama, 41 to one. I am looking at, um, yeah, this could be, this is going to be one more add to this card in like a real bet range. I have, and I have the KH Lee that we did months ago at 130. I don't see myself betting anyone in that 50 to hundred range, but I'll be proven wrong. Um, Finau at 25 to one Hovland at 36 uh, and M at 35. The one of those three players will be added to my card. I'm also thinking it's probably too late for me, but I feel like um, might not be giving Patrick Cantley enough respect. We well, should just, you, you should just bet everyone and just throw a hundred dollars no. on everyone. And then if you win, you can be like, well, I really only bet three guys, but this was actually one of them. And then you can tweet it out and you'd be like, wow, I'm a big winner. No, I'm going to have my card tweeted before. Those are going to be my bets. I am planning on, um, yeah, I'm planning on winning a lot of money unless Jalen Hurts steals Justin Jefferson's Offensive Player of the Year. So I'm not afraid of making an extra bet. It's just I don't want to bet long shots. And once I'm in this range committed to, once I'm in 20 to 40, 45, I guess, committed to five golfers, um, to win what I want, we're already overexposed. We are. We're overexposed. One and done picks for the Waste Management Open. You get to pick before me because my guy withdrew from the tournament. I mean, Matt McNeely is still listed at like 55 to 1. Apparently, I mean, he says he has a shoulder injury, so we'll see how that goes. But Cuss has selected Tom Kim as his one and done. It is your selection. Okay, Tuss, Cuss. Cuss took Tom Kim. I'm going to take. Wow, which really good player do I want to burn? Jeez. I'll take Morikawa. 
Okay. He's in form. We're going to light it up. I'm going to take Xander as my one and done. Thought about that. We'll save him somewhere else. Yeah, I was thinking I about pick someone. I want to bet on the guy this week. I'm invested in too many good players. I'm going to, I wanted to make sure I'm betting on that guy. Yeah. But I the, hear you. The, there's somewhere else where I want to use Justin Thomas. There's somewhere else I want to use Morikawa. And I don't think I'm going to get to Xander as one of my major picks. And now seems like as good of a time as ever. As I mentioned, him, Thomas, and Rom all have the best records without wins at this event. So can you tell me the, if you don't mind disclosing the Morikawa burn spot for you, you can say you don't want to say it. The what? Where you you are saving Morikawa for? I'm just curious where I'm, that is. I'm not letting you know that. Okay. But I hear I hear that Liv may have bought property near it. Interesting. That are the players. Just I think that the Masters and players are two great tracks for him, especially if he can get his putter fixed a little bit. Like his Masters record is good anyway, and he's still like yet to play well there. That is a very, yeah. If you do deep dive Morikawa on the Masters, the results don't really match the stat line. No, like the results have been good. It doesn't seem like he's really played all that well, yet he just continues to lurk and lurk and lurk every single year. I mean, it's going to be hilarious when he wins the Masters this year, then he's just one major away from the Grand Slam. It'd be hilarious if he got it before Rory did. That would be that would be interesting. Um, I don't have a single Masters bet. Neither do I, but because none of the odds are good right now. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. As mentioned, head over to Odds Checker US, comment Mayo on one of those videos and get yourself, after subscribing, into a draw for 500 bucks. Jeff will have a video up there on Monday evening. I'll have one for football on Thursday evening. Hopefully they get me the Listener's League soon so I can throw it in the show, but for whatever reason, they're fucking delaying it the entire time. But smash the like and sub to the channel while you're here anyway. Sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, runthesims.com, completely free for all football. Fantasynational.com slash Mayo for 20% off all the golf stats and research that you need. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!